Hello and welcome to Two Queens and a What? Happy hemophiliac hermaphrodite hematologist. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic because How? this hermaphrodite is a hemophiliac and she decided or he decided, they decided that to go into the field of hematology and now they're very happy. Happy, <laughs> happy, happy hemophiliac, hemaphrodite, hematologist. hematologist. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Wow. I love when you bring careers in. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> And uh, I am drinking a refreshing Diet Coke. I am drinking a weird blueberry flavored Waterloo. Oh, yeah, that's good. I saw those in the refrigerator. Yeah, Waterloo Did um, soda, you know, um, club soda. Wa Waterloo? It's Waterloo. Like the Battle Blue. of? Yeah, it's, it's a brand, and it's blueberry-flavored club soda. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no. I like the initial scent, but after that, I I'm... It's kind of like the strawberry one that you had the other day. Yeah. You know, it was like... Mm, yeah. I, 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 whenever uh -huh. I like it, it go past my La Croix, um, I kind of end up failing thank you for pronouncing it correctly darling it's from wisconsin it's lacroix <laughs> it's the quad <laughs> pamplemousse lacroix from wisconsin lacroix. LaCroix, like your dress well mm -hmm. what are you drinking megan yes megan i'm having a grandma's revenge it's been a while oh, so wow. you know i thought let's do it Oh, wow, nostalgia for the Irish beginning of the coronavirus. and a Diet Coke. Bailey's and Diet Coke. Bailey's, right. Bailey's and Diet Coke. Grandma's Revenge. Uh-huh. Well, you do like your grannies. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess we should say, you know, we didn't have a podcast last week. I had uh, open knee His surgery. <laughs> Open knee surgery. <laughs> so, uh, an actual, tra I have a transplanted knee. <laughs> So, Wait, you know what I didn't ask is who is what makes up the new me? Is it made up from your parts or no, is it? No, no, or? it's it's metal and plastic. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, it's it made it's the up bones of cadavers. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they raise people in South Af South America mm -hmm. to be just to harvest their knees. I have cadaver bones in my mouth. Uh -huh. When they add bones, when I have my implants, done, every chance you get, I will, blow it, I will blow a dead body for free. Well, and on that note, we'll be back after this word from our sponsor. And we are back with two queens and a what? Was Happy Megan, no, was Megan humming? What, do we do we know the name of that song? Yeah, it's called Manamana. Is it really? It's called Manamana, and then in parentheses, do 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 do. Very good. Very good. No, I don't know what it is, but I'll look it up. Yeah, I think you actually might be right. Yeah, it might be called Menomina. Yeah. Oh, a great old jazz ditty. Um, I'm thinking 60s, maybe 50s. Is uh, it? Uh, it's. I, I know it from um, 
Sesame Street animal, right? From uh, like Jim Henson. Yeah. Is that, yeah, maybe. Hmm, let's see. Okay. No, 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 no. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We should probably move on. Once I find it, I'll let you know. Okay. And uh, so uh, it's hotter than hell in New York City. It's hotter than hell in New York City. We're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. The temperature's rising. It's going so high. What's that from? Nothing. I'm just making that That up. is from, well, that's a, a heat wave. Uh, it's from Marilyn Monroe sings it in a movie. Hmm. Yeah, it's called Heat Wave. Um, and uh, so it's been two weeks uh, since we've been here. Gosh, I don't even remember what we talked about last time, although I do remember our movie. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, before we get into that, is there any fun TV we've been watching? Well... John, you introduced me. I'm not sure if this got mentioned on the podcast previously, but you introduced me to um, a YouTube series. Well, it's a BBC Scotland series that is available on YouTube called Scotland's Best Home. Yeah. Um, and I am fully obsessed. It is phenomenal. And I just watched an episode today where um, finally – there was a, there was a, I, I'm assuming husband and wife, I guess they didn't say if they were married or not, but, uh, and the woman was American and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> oh, that's your dream. Is that your happen. dream scenario? Yeah. So you could really see yourself in her eyes. Well, it was on, it was on, I think it was the, the Isle of Aaron. So it was, not only was it Scotland, but it was the Scottish Isles and it was just the most beautiful. Yes. Oh my God. If you tell me it was it. a B and B, I'm going to fall out of my chair. Don't do that. You have a brand new knee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Don't do it. So that's good. Yeah. Actually, I watched the one episode and immediately thought of you. I have not watched it since. But uh, yeah, no, it's pretty enjoyable. And so, Megan, what do you love about it? Is it really just what I thought you would like about it is just hearing that Scottish accent? Oh, well, that's a big part of it. But also, um, so my obsession with Scotland is perhaps um, some might say slightly unfounded at this point because I have not actually ever been to Scotland. Yeah. Um, but I just feel it in my bones. Um and so I uh, also um, am fully loving, uh, you know, like learning about the different regions of the country um, and seeing the landscape and just like, you know, I mean, I think we've talked about this on the podcast too. Right now when we uh, are locked down and can't go anywhere, at first I was like very anti sort of travel shows, but because I was just like, I'm just going to be mad and jealous because I actually was supposed to be in Scotland this summer with my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I've just, I fully embraced the, uh, that that's the only way that we can visit other places right now. So I'm, I'm all in now. Well, and let's actually talk a little bit about your dreams and aspirations for Scotland. Inside Megan's sci-fi. Strange, I do. 
Okay, so so do go. I start? Yeah, of course. No, I'm not going to tell them Usually what your the doctor asks the question. Yeah, I ask. I'm asking you to share your aspirations as they have to uh, do with Scotland. Go. Well, um, I I just I don't I can't say when it it necessarily struck me. I think probably within the last two years, three years. I think it's I just all of a sudden had that. this feeling that um, what I wanted to do with my life was have a bed and breakfast in either Northern England or Scotland. Um, I don't know. I uh, Before really you do sure. that. I don't make, know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Make sure uh, you see like, the uh -huh. movie um, An American Werewolf in London. Yeah. <laughs> Before you get this into your head too far. Go on. Well, okay. Um, so I, I sort of um, liken it to the fact that um, when I was younger, before ever having come to New York, I just sort of had this gut feeling that that's where I wanted to end up. And then I did go to New York a few times and realized that like there was a reason for it, that I did really enjoy the city and the energy and everything. And so then when, when like, when the timing was right and I was able to make it happen, I made it happen. And this feels exactly the same to me. Um, it just, it just feels like it's, in my destiny and I just have to figure out how to make it happen and then it's going to happen. I mean, I guess that's not really destiny because, you know, you can kind of, you, if anyway, I, I, it just, I can see it clearly. So I, I know I just have to work towards it and it'll be right. Okay. And uh, so you are now, uh, we can safely say, is it a Scottophile? Is it a tartan twat? What is the term for someone who loves Scotland? Is it a scotch tape? Um. Yeah, we should come up with something. We should come up with something cool. I kind of like. I like the idea of making tartan part of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if I love tartan twat. Uh, well, how about roll off tartan? Tongue, but. Tartan, well, tartan tart is a little too repetitive. How about twit? Yeah. A tartan twit, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, you know what? I'm going to work on this. I'm going to come back at you next week. With You're tartan me crazy. <laughs> well, that's exciting. And I'm glad you're enjoying that show. So I'll keep my eye yeah, out for it. other Scottish language shows <laughs> for you to enjoy. Now, have you been diving into Scottish history as well? Not as much. I mean, I'll, I'll get there though, but not as much. Right now, it's really just the landscape that's completely uh, making me swoon. But uh, but I'll get into the history. I think, especially, I do find it very interesting that um, by the time I maybe even do make it to Scotland, it's entirely feasible that they'll be independent. That that seems to be the trajectory oh, they're yeah. on. So um, I want to read about that. You could also watch that movie. Is it uh, who who was uh, Austin Powers? Who's that? Mike actor? Myers. Mike, Mike Myers. Myers. Was it I Married an Axe Murderer, where they go to Scotland and they... I never saw that film. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> well, you should watch it, Megan. I don't remember it being good, but there is a lot of Scottish stuff in there. And there's one okay. Scottish character that I think well, you'll... My favorite Scottish character of all time is Fat Bastard. Get in my belly! <laughs> I think that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. That's Austin Powers. That's no. Austin Powers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, good story, John. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but yeah, enjoy, enjoy. Well, that's exciting. Okay. What else? Okay, so you've been watching uh, uh, Scotland's Best Homes. Um, yeah. Anything else of note that has been tickling your fancy? 
Everything else is pretty much exactly what it has been for the past two or three weeks. Because, uh, like, just doing sort of slow burns on things. So, still working on the great. Got as far as I could on the good place. Have to wait for season four to appear on whatever platform it's going to appear on. Mm-hmm. Um, still working on Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Still working on the old uh, Great British Bake Off. Just kind of slow burning everything else. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, that's good. What have we been watching? We've been well, watching. we finished Stateless on Netflix yeah, which, last night, which is pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. How many, was it just six, six episodes? episodes so which is a great thing. Little mini series. Uh-huh. And what was it about? I've not heard it's, of it. It's, a, it's an Australian show um, created by Kate Blanchett, actually. She was one of the creators. Whoa. And, um, and Yvonne Strahovski stars in it. Um, and it's about um, the uh, Australian immigration system. It's pretty mm-hmm. devastating and pretty sad. Yvonne Strahovski is great. Yeah. Um, as is Kate Blanchett. She's as Kate Blanchett so. has a small part. Her and Dominic West play these cult leaders. Yeah, but mm. um, yeah, no, it's very good. It's it's it's. I mean, it, it's kind of the situation that's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with, you know, immigrants coming over? Yeah, you know, whether it's here in the United States or in Australia. I mean, Australia. It just seems that what they were doing is something's like, okay, that's not what you do, right? <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you do though. Well, and I think that some of the things I think are problems everywhere in that, you know, the people who work at these detention centers aren't necessarily the most humane people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking these jobs because they, you know, are kind of, they have to. Uh, There was that, what, do we know that actor's name? The guy who took the job as the... Jai Courtney. Oh, he is beautiful. Oh, yeah. You should see him in Spartacus. He's only wearing one cloth the entire oh, time. Yeah, no. Yeah. Note has, to self, Spartacus. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that was, he really that was is. like when he was really young. Yeah, no, he is He is a juicy piece of man meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he played Bruce Willis's son in Die Hard 5 that we took your mother to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad choice. Bad choice. I don't know what we were thinking. Well, you know, don't just say what we were thinking. Yeah, I made the choice. Yeah. 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 No, it was. Yeah, I think that might be the last movie my mom no, went we to took see. her to that John Hamm baseball movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we watched that. Uh, we've been watching uh, the Sarah Bareilles um yeah, oh, no, it's uh-huh. it's we're not loving it. It's it too is, emo. It's so earnest. Yeah. And like twee. I've heard it's pretty twee. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what and then she has a brother with autism and yeah. he loves oh, so the it musical just doesn't stop. And it's like I, I pray every time he's on, I'm like, I hope you really are autistic. Because if you're pretending, you're an actor pretending, oh, this, this is yeah. really bad. I think he is. And this is better. his only credit. Yeah, I think he is, too. Um, and she's got a father who was, you know, like uh, a famous jazz musician. But, of course, he's got a drinking problem. Now he sings on the subway. Yeah. And she just, she has, she has um, you know, all of this talent, supposedly. Uh, but she has no faith in herself. Right, so that's what. It, but everybody else around her just loves her. And anyway, it, it's fine. It's just earnest. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 
And then, you know, um, that storyline kind of reminds me of, was it called High Note? We watched that movie. We watched now. The High Note with Tracy. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Once again, it was about young people with low self-esteem and maybe maybe a lot of talent. Um, uh, I thought it was kind of boring. Um, and I kind of feel like they focused on the wrong They focused on the wrong, wrong thing. I, uh, thing. Dakota Johnson, that whole character, should have been a, a supporting character. The interesting character was the Tracy Ellis Ross. Was Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah I see that. Her entire, where she is now, what she has done to get there, mm-hmm. you know, relationship with her son, you know, all of these things could have, and Tracy Ellis herself, who is such a fucking star, um, yeah. You know, if if it just concentrated on her, it actually could have been a great movie. Yeah. But some fucker in some studio says, "Oh no, we can't focus on a fifty-year-old black woman. We have to focus on the nubile, young, thirty-something, yeah. twenty-something white girl." who, you know, is trying to make it in this business. That's right. the story that everybody in the country wants to yeah. see. And it's fucking not the story. And the, that movie actually really pissed me off a lot. <laughs> um, we're getting that. I yeah, think, I think it's, it's reading. It, I think it's going right into that well, mic and out right. to our viewers. Yeah. And the other thing is Dakota Johnson can't fucking act. The only, yeah, I don't the love only credit I is... Yeah opening Melanie Griffith's vagina to come out. That's her only good credit. Mm-hmm. Well, no, there she you go. sucks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, followers. Yeah. Don't suggest any Dakota with Johnson. Dakota's John Johnson and Melanie Griffith's yeah. daughter. Uh-huh. Um, she, we, did, she actually did one a bigger splash with Tilda Swinton. Yeah, no, that was good, but she played but she, a character that was a minor character right. and was herself, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. That was fine. We're also watching um Which Wayne actually Retires. that's a really interesting movie if you A bigger splash. A bigger splash. Have you ever seen it, Megan? No, uh-uh. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Okay. Tilda Swinton plays this uh rock star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Tilda Swinton um Ray Fines. Uh-huh. I think Matthias Schoenhardt. Yeah. No. Excellent. Excellent movie. Yeah. Definitely fun to watch. So we're also watching Wayward Pines. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? I, well, I just read the books. There are yeah. three Blake Crouch books. And you read them recently? I just I mean, I oh I just read them before this last book I finished mm-hmm. that I was talking to Megan about. Um but and I read them one after another. I got them on Kindle for, I think three ninety nine for all three. But um, and it was fun. It was kind of a goofy Stephen Kingy. I like Blake Crouch a lot. Um, he's kind of not not as supernatural as Stephen King. Mm-hmm. He's more science fictiony than you know. Yeah. But, um, it, 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 they're, yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're fun little stories. The movie and they did a they did a mini-series to, for two years, a couple of years ago on Fox. And after like the sixth or seventh episode, they really separated from the book. It's not anything like the book anymore, but uh, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's a fun summer, yeah. goofy thing to watch. Who's the actor is uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. It's nice to see Matt Dillon again. 
Um, Hope Davis plays an evil person. She's always good. Yeah. And mm. uh, what's her name? Who's the nurse? Oh, Melissa Leo. Melissa, Melissa Leo. Leo. Yeah. Real, uh, note to self, if you wake up after being unconscious in a hospital and Melissa Leo is your nurse, you're in trouble, you're girl. In you're in trouble, you're girl. You're in danger, girl. I wonder, <laughs> has, has Melissa Leo ever played someone who's, you know, like a sweet, genuine kind of sweet person? Oh, yeah. That would be fascinating because she really does sinister very well. Well, she, you know, on that show, um, uh, I'm dying up here, but the uh, comedy in the early '70s. Oh, right, LA, she played the she was, the club. She yeah. was pretty. She was. She wasn't sinister. She no, was she wasn't. Rock. She was hard. You know, she can't not be hard. I don't think, but you know, I can't picture her as a '50s housewife. Yeah, unless in, in, unless it's a '50s housewife who murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're enjoying that. And the Zac Efron show. Yeah. I, oh, is that good? No. No, but, but it's watchable. It's watchable. And yes, it is because of good old Zach. And, but he has this partner, this this guy who's like John and I's age, and he's like this wellness guru or something. And he just, it, it's like those Hollywood stories you say about these sycophants and all of that. And that worm their way into celebrities' lives. Right. And that's exactly how he comes across. Yeah, and Zach Efron, you really get that he's he's not the brightest bulb in the box. I mean he's he's, he's absolutely charming. Bulb. Yeah. He's, he's a lovely beautiful. Bulb. No, he's like his eyes are like those Alaskan dogs. They're just you just want to look at his eyes all day long. But mm. um uh and but there's this old guy, creepy old guy that you know, has sold Zach his, you know, on his uh, story and Zach sold it hook, line and sinker. And so now this guy seems to be riding his ass around the world. So, yeah. <laughs> and Zach says like, whoa, this is awesome. And, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. But and it says things like, wow, that glacier is all ice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not sure that that's a direct quote, but that is the kind yeah. of yeah, that's the level. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's um, he goes to all these different places and they talk about conservation and stuff like that. And that's what Jack, that's when Zach says, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, no, the whole premise is yeah, they're looking for places that are doing uh, echo smart solutions to problems. But the, you know, it, it, it's it's perfectly, perfectly enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, in Mike's Insomnia Theater, I must say, I am watching this Spanish show called High Seas, and it is this goofy ass motherfucking show. It takes place in like um, right after World War II, and it's a luxury um, ocean liner traveling from Spain to Brazil. And there's a murderer on board, <laughs> and it's um, it's it, it doesn't ask you to take it seriously, but it is the the, the episodes are short and they're brisk, and I've watched seven of the eight episodes of the first season. Oh, are they half hours? They're like anywhere from thirty-five to forty-five minutes. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, lots of people die in this fucking boat. Never take the, this is the worst than the carnival cruise with coronavirus. Yeah, but um, you know. It, it is enjoyable. I did watch one 
this afternoon. They're not as much fun in the daylight as they are in the middle of the night. It is definitely meant if you are in the, uh, up in the middle of the night, highly recommended in the middle of the afternoon, not so much. Uh, oh, something I watched, uh, this was when I was in the hospital, I watched, uh, talking about uh, watching something in the middle of the night. Uh, when I couldn't sleep in the hospital, I watched the Garth Brooks documentary, um, which... Um, that should have put you right out. Well, that's what I thought, but it didn't. And it was pretty <laughs> enjoyable. And, but Garth Brooks is so Garth Brooks. He's a little dramatic, um, but I enjoyed it. I love those. I love watching documentaries about uh, music people. Like I love the one about, uh, is it David Foster? and Quincy Jones. I really enjoy those to, to see, you know, their history and their, their career growth and music and what they're doing now. So I do enjoy those a lot. So <laughs> that I would recommend that if you like Garth Brooks. And the other thing I'm watching on occasion is Lennox Hill. Oh, right. The I think I might start the documentary that. series on Netflix, which is excellent. Although the last episode, I, I had a difficult time because they had to tell this this young guy is like in his early 30s. He just had a baby. And they're like, you have done as much as we can with your tumor. There's nothing else we can do. Yeah. And just watching, really? it, watching his father and his wife just break down. And, you know, he was kind of shell shocked. Mm -hmm. But it's just really hard to watch stuff like that. But other than that, it's really fascinating to see these people. Usually I don't particularly care for doctors. They're usually smug assholes. Mm -hmm. Are they? I think so. I, I do not find that. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the doctors that I've gone to. And yeah, no, I mean, your guys my, were, you know, they were all nice, but I bet you, I bet you, whenever I see a documentary, but that's what I'm talking about. In real life, I've never met a smug asshole doctor, but mm -hmm. and I go to enough of them. But well, that cardiologist I went to was kind of mm -hmm. anyway. But um, I don't have to go to him anymore. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, no, I like these people. Cool, Lennox Hill. Lennox Hill, highly recommended. And that's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Um, are we watching anything else? Mm, no, Perry no. Mason. Oh yeah, love. I'm loving Perry Mason. I love Perry Mason. Um, liking. Oh, and. Uh, the alchemist? The, um, no, I've got it wrong. Alienist. The alienist. I forgot about the alienist. Yeah. I really no. like the alienist. Yeah, no, it's really good. Did you read those books, Meg? No, I think they're on my list. They're on my good read. Like, are, they, are they good? Um, if you like historical fiction, um, yes, I do, yeah. They're excellent. Um, I, I especially like the second one, uh, Angel of Darkness. I've never read the third. Um, but I don't think very many people did. Um, mm -hmm. And um, but the first two are, are just really very well researched, very um, detailed. Um, I like them. I like them both a lot as historical nonfiction books. Yeah. Okay. And and but the um, the the TV show is extremely well done. The art direction is impeccable. The costumes and the sets yeah. and everything is just impeccable. It's um, it is it's not it's not flat it's not flashy. The storylines are not really they're slow going and oh, I wouldn't say they're slow. Oh, I think they are. 
But anyway. Fight, 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 fight. Okay. All right. I can beat him. He only has one leg. <laughs> I have two legs. One of them's bionic. Yeah, well, all I gotta do is kick you in the staple. Oh, God, you're mean. <laughs> well, if it's a fight. <laughs> okay, well, and on that, I think we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment or maybe a in a moment. All right, and so we are back with two queens and a what? A happy hemophiliac hermaphrodite hematologist. Happy hemophiliac happy hermaphrodite. Hemophiliac hermaphrodite hematologist. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, that's got all the H's. It does. So, and uh, I think we had finished up TV. Except for the main TV of the week. Yeah, which is... Uh, the RuPaul uh, Drag All Race All-Star Finale. Bring out my winners. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a good episode, I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they brought all the other queens back for whatever reason. They um, always do. Yeah. They, you know, usually it's... Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, they put them into... Uh, behind a glory hole, which I just love that on Drag Race, they bring out things like glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, do you know what a glory hole is? Of course I know what a glory hole is. What is it? Well, <laughs> it's where you, um, you know, it's a hole in the wall that a person can put whatever appendage they want through it. Usually the one that brings in the most pleasure and then the person on the other side takes care of that. You got it right. Oh. Yes. Uh-huh. And there's a delicately uh, explained explanation. <laughs> I love whatever <laughs> appendage through. I'm like, yeah, no, it's usually just the one. <laughs> my, my foot. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with an elbow? <laughs> anything you want, darling. Anything you want. Just do it hard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The, you know, I like that they do that, but they're also a little lame, which uh, is fine. Um, uh, and the finale, the finalists were Jujubee, Miss Cracker, and Shea Coulee. And uh, right. which I think those were our three favorites for weeks, right? For sure. For game. sure. And um, so um, the challenge was they had to write verses to uh, RuPaul's hit song, Slap Back. Clap Back. Clap Back. Um, and uh, so uh, that was, uh, I mean, it was okay. And Todrick Hall came and did the choreography. I am a big Todrick Hall fan. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of his videos, but they're pretty darn fun, Megan. No, who does he, does he choreograph for lots of people? He does, but he also does his own music. And oh, he, okay. And he's from just south of Lubbock. Oh. Like when he was growing up, I think he went to Lubbock for dance competitions. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and uh, so, but uh, he was on American Idol, and oh. he, after American Idol, he kind of uh, made a name for himself by doing these uh, parody videos of Disney movies, like he did one where he's uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Uh -huh. um, but he, uh, a few years ago, he did a, 
uh, concept video album uh, based on The Wizard of Oz. Um, and, you know, uh, I think he's good. I think he's got fun songs. They're very danceable. And uh, I'll, you should look up Todrick Hall, uh, RuPaul, because there's one where RuPaul does a guest spot in the song. And okay. it's really pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. RuPaul's all fierce. And uh, so anyway, Todrick Holly's really talented. Um, uh, he did the choreography. The judges were Todrick Hall and uh, Michelle, Michelle Carson, Carson. Ross. It's the finale. And, it's, it's their main. Yeah, yeah, and Ross. Yeah, Ross. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I thought the I thought the music challenge. I didn't real. I couldn't hear any of the lyrics didn't, they had written. Didn't hear any. Yeah, you know. So that was a little disappointing. Um, yeah. But I thought they all did okay. I, I think Juju B definitely did not perform as well as the other two during the musical yep. Yep. number. Um, and uh, so that was interesting. Then the runway challenge was uh, Eleganza Extravaganza. Eleganza Extravaganza. And they let all the former contestants walk in what their finale. I think they do that for the, the All-Star. Yeah, I know. I feel like they bring them back, but I don't remember in what ways. But so, yeah. Um, so that was kind okay. of interesting. We were watching the um, recap with Bob the Drag Queen. He's like, some of these girls prove why they got kicked off because their looks were just. <laughs> yeah, that's your finale look? <laughs> um, so um, that was that was fun and i'm happy with who won i was i was a real fan of miss cracker uh but shay coulee definitely she, won it in the lip sync yeah i mean she, she just brought it she just brought it on yeah and and cracker cracker i, I i'm sorry but her dress i just thought it was yeah dumb. that russian doll dress i yeah. just thought it was not a good look i kind of liked it yeah i liked I, the headdress i yeah. just thought it was wearing her yeah I also kind yeah. of feel like when a pot of, when a white person is exploring their heritage through fashion, I'm just like, eh, kind of boring. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, you are white. Yeah, and, but <laughs> I'm gonna say, but I it was I, I think from the very beginning, it was Shay's Shay's crown mm -hmm. to lose. Yeah, you she know? was just yeah. great with that uh, lip sync because the other two were really just doing all your standard dancing, yeah. flailing mm -hmm. around, where Shay really had an aesthetic yeah. and a yeah. character and i'm like and that is really something to think about any of our listeners who may ever find themselves in a yeah. in a dance off or a lip sync uh off um really don't think about just dancing think about bringing some character whether it's humor whether it's drama maybe both and make it smaller, smaller yeah smaller because you have these other yeah. bitches that are just jumping around on stage and whereas doing yeah. dead dead lips is that yeah. what it's called dead lips dead yeah drops. dread drops um, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. When, when i said shay had it i'm talking from the very beginning you know because he you know last uh, he fucked it up in season three when he allowed the other the eliminated queens to vote the winner, and they chose someone besides Shangela mm -hmm. because they were just mad at Shangela yeah. because she just mm -hmm. dominated the season and kicked them all off. So they voted Trixie Mattel, who did not deserve it. But yeah. that meant that there were three white women in a row who won Drag Race. 
so that in the fourth year, when Trinity the Tuck was clearly the best, even though Monet Exchange is, is really good, Trinity was really the best, but he had to make it a tie because he couldn't have four white whites in a row. That's just, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So he kind of had to, you know, um, have a, 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 a one black person win this season. And luckily he had Shea, who totally deserves it. Oh, yeah. Totally deserves it. But I will say right now, bet you season six, a Latino gets it. Yeah. Or well, what about an Asian? You could, but you don't have that many. I think Juju B was the best Asian. Yeah, there but is. you know, we don't know who who's out there. You know, it's all stars. We do know who's out oh, there. Oh yeah, but I mean, in a regular, you know, we might get a really great. Asian. Yeah, we're not talking about all star. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was it. And I will say, even though Shea Coulee, yeah, one no, totally deserves it. Totally, totally deserved it. I don't but diminish her. If Shea Coulee and Miss Cracker were. Each doing shows, I'd go to Miss Cracker. I'd go to Miss Cracker because it's, oh yeah, yes. No, I mean Miss Cracker would be more fun to see, you know, down at Lori Beach or something mm -hmm. like that. Shay would be fine, but I don't know what her act would be. Right. You know. Right. I know that you know Cracker would be funny, and Shay would be funny and interesting and all that. But I don't, I don't know what what it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see that much of a personality coming from her. Yeah. So. Uh, and, you know, I, exciting news. So that that does it for uh, Drag Race All-Stars. But exciting news at the end of August, mm -hmm. we have RuPaul Vegas, which is a behind-the-scenes series about putting together the RuPaul Drag Race Vegas show. Did you see that? Did you see those commercials? No, that sounds fun though. Yeah, yeah no. it's um Miss Vanjie, Evie Audley, um uh Derek, Derek Barry. Barry. Well, because uh the Britney Vegas. Spears, he's it's like he's Vegas. Vegas. He's so Vegas. And somebody else yeah. it's funny because in the previews, uh Miss Vanjie is seen making out with one of the other contestants again. <laughs> it's like it got her it got her, you know, a lot of airtime the first time when she started dating Brooklyn Heights. But hopefully it'll work this time better than that. Mm -hmm. Turns out that I think I think it turns out from in, in the um, in the reunion special, Vanjie really liked Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was really just going for the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a little Canadian hole. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we have that to look forward to. I love it when we have some RuPaul to look forward to. Just funny, um, I had just said I said, what are we gonna do without RuPaul because he can't film another season and then. This commercial process. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I want to take this moment uh, to give a shout out to Cindy Knight. Oh, Cindy. Hello, Miss Cindy. She finished her. Hello, yeah, she Talk about something else that has come to an end. She finished her. Needlepoint, is it? No, I think it's cross stitch. Uh -huh. Megan? Yeah, I think it's cross stitch. Yeah. And uh, we've all been watching her do it through the pandemic. It was a, uh, a, See scene with a lighthouse. Uh, Cindy loves the state of Maine, so um, she loves a good lighthouse. Sun never shines whenever I've been in Maine. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of Maine either. But uh, I've never been. I do I'd like, like to go to Acadia. I do like the uh, the outlet malls in Kittery. Mm -hmm. There's like 200. Yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, I think Cindy, you know, because she doesn't know when her next job is. She was actually talking like maybe she would spend some time in Maine. She has a house on a lake that she has access to. So. Oh, nice. Better hurry up. It starts snowing in about two weeks. Mm -hmm. well, I think she's okay with that. Yeah. So um, shout out to Cindy. Hope you're doing great. I know you are. Um, oh, I didn't check mail. I had checked the mail yesterday, but there was no mail. I doubt something happened since then. So it's time for Two Queens Movie School. Yes. And we decided last time to do a movie directed by a female. And I think once again, we chose wrong. Yep, I think so too. We chose I Lupino's The Hitchhiker. Which um, which we can all say is, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's like a, a TV movie, but before they had TV. Yeah. I mean, the thing about I Lupino is she was the only female working in the studio right. system as a director. So that make that that makes her an interesting thing. But her movies, none of her movies. We, I think we just we probably should have gone Agnes Varda or Chantal Ackerman or, uh -huh. or Claire Denis or something like that. Uh huh. Or Dina Vertmuller. But yeah, it was a story of a serial killer. Had he had yes. he been in prison? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like he escaped from like uh uh like they were transporting him from one jail to another. No. No. I don't think so. Don't uh -uh. Think so. He just was oh, on no, the loose. He, he was just, just hitchhiking and, and killing, killing people. people. And then for yeah. some reason, just driving their car a while and then hitchhiking again. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know why he kept these two guys alive for so long. Yeah. Maybe because the cameras were following them. <laughs> um, Maybe he can't drive. <laughs> oh. Yeah. A serial killer without a driver's license. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't and they drive. in the middle of nowhere. I so. have a learner's permit, but I need an adult to accompany me. But it, it restricts <laughs> me to using my eyeglasses, and I don't have them with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a fun movie to like watch. It was, what, 70 minutes? Yeah. It's not like that much of a Yeah, mind. it was really short. Obviously, sitting in front of a TV for 70 minutes does not bother any of us. No, um, um, and you know there was that tense scene at the end where they're wandering around a a, a wharf. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're like, why don't you just take the goddamn gun on? Oh, that oh, didn't take one. They were done that three days ago. There were several times <laughs> when I was like, I think you guys can just take him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the whole idea that he sleeps with one eye open was really kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was that was great, and. If you're moving, don't run away. Kill him. You know, <laughs> just get a rock and mash out his good eye. You know. <laughs> um, but I guess those, yeah. they were good men. They weren't going to do that. And uh, luckily, uh, they lived, right? Yeah, they all lived. Yeah, even he lived, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I also, I kind of love the racist way they showed uh, Mexican people. You know, yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, that's a body type. Big, big, dark mustaches and kind of pear-shaped bodies. Um, so anyway, yeah, well, something we can say we saw it. Yeah. Yep. So moving on, we're gonna do a little thing. We're not gonna ask Megan what she wants to think. We're gonna tell Megan okay. what she wants to do. Okay. And get ready. That was Megan. what this was always supposed to be. We're yeah. gonna tell you. What are we gonna tell her? I don't know. What movie should she watch? Well, um, 
anti-main. Really? What do you mean, really? It's a great. Can movie. I? Can I? Can I? Can I uh, ask it's, for? Uh, can I suggest? Can I just suggest something, and then you maybe, maybe are able to work within those parameters? Sure. Okay, like um, like female director. No, yeah. no. I just I want to watch something that is like. Uh, I don't know. I'm uh, like newer-ish, you know, like maybe even like 80s, 90s, or, or even like now, and it's just something that I should have seen that I haven't seen. I just kind of am craving something slightly more relatable than what we've done so far. Okay. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, um, so uh, let's think about 80s, uh, Madly, Truly, Deeply, um, uh, Other movies? Does that help you, Mike? Um, the eighties, eighties or nineties? Eighties um, were not a great year, a great decade for the movies. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? That's the decade that brought us Julia Roberts. Was that the eighties or was that the nineties? The early nineties. Mm. I'm just That's trying, trying to think. What, um, yeah, if we went to, well, okay, here's how about this? Can we go to the 70s? Another, what, can we go to the 70s? Well, who, what would you suggest from the 70s? Oh, the 70s, I could suggest anything. We could do if we wanted funny, we could do what's up, doc. If we wanted serious, we could do one flew over the cuckoo's nest. If we wanted, you know, uh, you know actually, I think, drum, I think we're ready for a comedy, Badlands. Um, you want to do what's up doc i mean it's pretty delightful you've never seen that have you megan nope barbara streisand and ryan o'neill and madeline Kahn. madeline Kahn. yeah um, all right yeah okay that sounds let's good do what's up doc yeah and if you have a couple of extra hours watch for pete's sake as well <laughs> what's okay. for pete's sake, pete's sake is, is the movie barbara streisand did right after it's where she has to raise all this money and, and for her husband and and she gets into these bigger and bigger and bigger schemes. Oh right! Oh yeah! Uh -huh. it, 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 it's it, still kind of madcap, right? Was, yeah, it's it's a total madcap comedy. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, uh, what's up, Doc? Is Peter Bogdanovich? Peter Bogdanovich was one of the Young Turks of the '70s, like Coppola, William Friedkin, uh, Steven Spielberg. All of these guys. Who directed that, Moonstruck. Moonstruck was Norman Jewison. All right, thank you. Um, but, uh, and, and so these were these young guys that are coming out of UCLA and USC Berkeley. And um, this, he had, Peter Bogdanov had, had done um, The Last Picture Show, which okay. um, was a great film. It's, it's based on a Larry McMurtry book. And Cloris Leachman won the Oscar, Ben Johnson won the Oscar. It gave us Jeff Bridges and Sybil Shepherd. And Sam Bottoms, um, but he was Peter Bogdanovich at the height of his career, height of his uh, popularity and stuff. And he did this goofy, crazy slapstick comedy with Barbara um, Streisand and Ryan O'Neill, who were huge stars at the time. And it's 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 a, a homage to the classic comedies of I think it's Howard Hawks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a great. It's totally choice. fun. It's mm -hmm. just totally fun. 
and then we'll you I'm into will, it. You and I will talk this week about what to do next. Mm -hmm. um, we'll look we'll look at eighties or nineties. I understand about the relatability. Although that's not what school is about, you know. So perhaps. No, I know. I'm not saying it has to be every week. Just like every now and then, I'm just like a little injection of something slightly more relatable could be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this will be relatable for you because well, I think you think of your life in the way that this movie is. <laughs> one day we'll, we'll go back to Italy and something like you know Cinema Paradiso or The Postman or something like that. Mm -hmm. Not life is beautiful. Okay. All right. And so until next week, that's all from two queens and a what? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it had four H's. Happy hemophiliac like, hermaphrodite hematologist. It's just like there four it H. Is. It's like an alternate version of four H. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so have a great week, everybody. And uh, uh, keep watching. Bye. 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 Bye.